I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. The energy that I could see. I played with Brock and anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bucks fans were there, too. The, the Bucks. Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron show of WDAE. Uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like you got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. Welcome into the Bucketeers podcast tonight. A little late, our apologies. The lawn's got to get mowed, things got to get done. Tampa Tones here alongside our right-hand man, Huncho, co-host of the great program. Huncho, how the hell are you, brother? Thanks for joining me tonight in this great Bucketeers episode. What up, what up, man? What up, Tampa Tones? What's up? How everybody doing? We got J.C. Allen joining, saying, sup, buddies? How we doing, J.C.? J.C. Allen of Pewter Report, the one and only J.C. Allen. Trying to love, say, real deal. J.C., man. Love everything J.C. does. Well, not everything. No, I'm kidding. Uh, love it all, man, and what he does for Pewter Report. Nonetheless, on the Bucketeers tonight, uh, we got Jeremy tuned in on YouTube as well, saying, what up, Tones? What up, J.Lo? How you doing, brother? He's been on a couple of the past Bucketeers with Huncho and myself. So we got a cast of characters here, a good cast of characters at that. And we got a loaded show tonight. We're going to talk Bucks schedule, ticket pricing for the Bucks, uh, veterans signing with the Bucks, some guests we have coming up. Two former Bucks are set to join the show. One of them is an uh, outside linebackers coach for florida international university who's joined the program before so that'll be fun huncho you're even getting a what up now buddy what up what up man can't wait to have you back brother so there you have it jeremy's a man of the people but we got a good program in the making tonight and we got a lot of good upcoming programs and what i explained to the bucketeers is this right uh not to sound odd, but in the season, honestly, and, uh, you know, during the coaching period, during the draft, I'm not a huge fan of having too many guests on the podcast. I just feel like it's one of those things. Dave Castle, my girlfriend's stepdad's in the house. How the hell are you, brother? Thanks for tuning in. Um, in season, I'm not huge, huge on having guests on the podcast. I will have the occasionals, the J.C. Allens of the world and whatnot. But I like it Bucketeers most of the time because it's news from us. That's what makes Bucketeers different. We're not breaking a ton of news. We've broken one thing before um, for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that was about Ryan Jensen uh, participating right before the game he returned in this past postseason. So that was pretty cool, breaking the Jensen news, as we heard from our sources. We're not always here to do that we're here to talk football have a great time huncho myself stunna 
But we do have a lot of good guests coming up. We do love our guests in the offseason. We do love hyping it up, turning it up a little bit with guests in the offseason. Not saying we never have guests in the middle of the season, but, man, our offseason guest list is about to come hard. It's about to come heavy. Huncho, we're about to have some great shows on the Bucketeers. Uh, I'm, I'm quite frankly looking forward to it. And uh, one of my favorite people is going to be joining the show in the coming weeks when we could find some time. Anthony Gator, we've picked brains with him before. He's been on our Super Bowl show. He's been on a couple of our playoff preview shows as well. He's now the outside linebackers coach at Florida International University, his alma mater. He joined the Buccaneers twice. He was a member of the Bucs. He was a CFL champion. He was also on the Saints, the Cardinals, the Dolphins. Man, I can't wait to have him back on and pick his brain a little bit about some of our edge rushers we just got in our draft and about his job at Florida International, his new job. It's always good seeing old bucks around the league doing cool things. Can you hear me? Now I can. Did you hear me on that, Hunch? Oh, yes, yes, man, yes. Uh, once again, congratulations to uh, Anthony Gator for his promotion. And, um, yeah, I'm ready, and I'm ecstatic for what, what we have to come. I'm ready for the uh, guest that you're going to bring on. I'm ready to just talk football and, and get close to the season, man. It's an awesome opportunity for me to have a voice on this show, and I appreciate Tones for letting me speak and um, uh, co-host with him. It's, it's, it's a good ride, and we put a lot of hard work into this, even though it may don't seem like it sometimes, but. Tones go above and beyond. Trust me, guys. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm going to be by his side. We're going to we're going to do it. Hard to see everything in front of you, but just know podcasts take time. And over the years, we have upped our game a little bit. I could crunch the numbers a little bit like this, but, uh, you know, Facebook, we're doing very good with views. And uh, YouTube, we've increased our average views from when we started the show. It was around 20 to 25 on YouTube. Now we're sitting at about 80 to 90 views on average a YouTube show. So it's getting better there. And then, uh, you know, our podcast keeps growing on Facebook as well. So it's growing slowly but surely. We appreciate the ride. We appreciate you guys joining us. Cleve and me joining us. Speaking of joining us, can't wait to see my guy, Baker lead this team to an NSC title. B U C C A N E E R S Go Bucks. Huncho, what are your thoughts? Do we have any chance at the NFC South title? I believe we really do. A lot of the naysayers, like Peter King, who's been wrong just about forever now. Right. Guy hasn't predicted anything right in eons, but guys like him have us at the basement. Guys like Joe from Cleveland me have us winning the division. Where do you find us landing this year? All right. First and foremost, I just want to tag on to what you said. Yes, about the uh, numbers. Uh, consistency, man. Through all this, I can say you've been consistent through the lows, the highs, whatever. And consistency is the key, man. Just keep going and doing what you're doing. Appreciate but you, sir. And uh, as Huncho says that real quick, I do just want to make a quick announcement. We are going to be coming at you every Tuesday um, vacation or, you know, barring something crazy but we are going to be coming at you every tuesday from now on during the off season so from now until the start of preseason week one every tuesday you could join the bucketeers 6 45 eastern time huncho brings up a great point consistency is key and that's what we're doing so every tuesday from now on 6 45 eastern time this off season you can catch the bucketeers and maybe another time during the week as well but carry on hunch sorry about that 
Uh, yes. As uh, far as the uh, NFC t- title and division, I mean, right now, I'm just taking it day by day. I want to see it game by game, player by player. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like it's a lot of people say our division is very, we don't, we have a shot at it. We have a weak division, but it's a lot of additions that's been made in the NFC South, man. And it's in a lot of subtractions also made. So some teams that probably perceived before to be weak teams or not as strong as other teams, they've added some additions and with coaching, with players through the draft. So I look forward to seeing what really develops in this NFC South, because I feel like it's up in the air and, um, Honestly, I feel like it's up for grabs. I mean, true enough, of course, I'm a Buck fan through and through, so I want us to to definitely win the title, but you definitely have to put the work in. And I, now, right now, that's what's going on right now. You're putting the work in, and guys are developing. You have different teams. You got to do homework. I mean, a lot of teams, I, I like the division. I like the competition. Everybody seems like they're about on the same level. You know, it's some teams that probably are more equipped, but I feel like it's, it's up for grabs right now in, in the team's. You know, no team really has an edge right now. So I just feel like you, we can go out and perform as and stay healthy. Yes, we have a great chance at winning the NFC South, but we don't play on paper. We actually play on the field. So we'll see. And I think you bring up a great point of playing on the field last year. We were more of the paper squad. We still made the playoffs, but we will see, as you said. Mr. H, Mike Puck had joined the show on YouTube. We love your constant viewership and support love you mr h thank you so much he says tones the philosopher i'm trying to tell you i think you guys do great we appreciate that mike mr h thank you thank you mike huncho and i and the rest of the bucketeers who might not be here right now although you know we adjust times for them but yeah what can you do uh we all appreciate it greatly. Steppin Peppin back joining us huncho he says i'm still here go bucks and he lays down his NFC South preview for us. He says one Tampa, two Carolina, three Atlanta, and four New Orleans. How do you think about that? I mean, that sounds great to me. I mean, if it pans out like that, that'll be the dream come true. I agree with you there. If it does shake out like that, Bucks fans are sitting pretty next year. Now, my slight of caution is this. The Saints are continuing where the Bucks are truly trying to recoup some of their cap. They're still spending money. They're signing a couple veterans. We'll get into that here in a little bit. Kind of bargain bin pickups and whatnot. Wide receiver, defense alignment, Baker Mayfield, all bargain pickups, gains, all bargain pickups. We're adding people, but we're negating our salary cap we're trying to fight below that figure we're trying to stay compliant here you have the saints who have had to cut some of their big time guys the past handful of seasons we're talking trey hendrickson's of the world we're talking other big contributors they've had a let walk uh the the beast offensive tackle on the dolphins he can't really um stay healthy but when he does he's an all pro um, Tariq Armstead, they've had to let go some of their bigger name players, some of their all pro players, because they kept kicking the can down the road. They keep bringing in guys like Derek Carr's of the world. I think we're paying Baker Mayfield like 30 million less in guaranteed dollars than Derek Carr's getting this year. Let that sink in. 
And the Saints aren't doing a really good job uh, uh, trying to stay cap compliant either is they're really not cutting ties with some people. We did cut ties with some people. We did let some people walk. And um, that's sadly the nature of the business. However, we brought back guys on value deals at the same time. We're keeping our own, something the Saints couldn't do with Hendrickson's and Armstead's of the world. We were able to keep Jamel Dean's and Carlton Davis's of the world. And that speaks volumes, Huncho, and that's why I do think the Bucks retool, reload, rebuild module, whatever the hell you want to call it, is a better module than the Saints any day of the week. I wouldn't have signed Derek Carr if I were the Bucks. I'm glad they didn't sign Derek Carr as the Bucks because if you go that route like the Saints, why are you not trying to get Lamar Jackson at that point in time? How available was he really? I'm not really sure, but the Saints continue to kind of poke their head like a turtle does out of its shell, half-ass, and to me, they keep trying to dig themselves out of a hole, and they keep putting themselves in a bigger hole. I think the Bucks did a fantastic job of keeping continuity this right. year outside of Byron Leftwich, really keeping our key pieces like the Jamel Deans and Carlton Davises, as much as I loved Sean Murphy Buntings as people, as much as I loved Cam Brates as people. They were not key guys we had to keep, and that's where we went right because you've seen the Saints try and do that in the past. They kept trying to do that in the past with Cam Jordans of the world, and now they can't afford the really good players like a Trey Hendrickson who has helped the Bengals become what they have today or, or uh, Tariq Armstead who has helped shape the Dolphins into what they've become today. And rant, drop microphone, what say you? Yeah, I definitely feel like the Saints are – burying yourself in a hole and i and i give that what we've been doing to uh you have greenie and you have spite you have those guys jackie upstairs that does a phenomenal job with the cap and um i see what we're doing now we're we're getting good guys at value you know at a good number so i don't feel like we're we're mortgaging our future and we're setting up ourselves for the future if things go wrong at this print in this year if we have a down year if we're skeptical about some of the, the quarterbacks or some of the contracts you know we've been doing we've done a few one-year deals you know versus when the saints they tie these guys that they sign to uh contracts from for numerous years and you know that tends to hurt their salary cap like Derek Carr you bringing him in and you're giving him this money so it's guys that you you have to uh basically you're gonna have to let walk that contribute to the team for and you're hurting the team in the long run because if Derek Carr is not the guy that you expect for him to be then you're just sitting with a quarterback that you made a uh <clears throat> that you made a judge you went and got this guy and he's not your future so now you're still looking for a quarterback a decent quarterback while your your money is in the flush and um you're trying to basically find yourself and trying to still build a team. You're still trying to build a team with with low casualty, I mean, with low cap room. And as you can see, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. Every year, you're going to have to try to tweak the numbers and tweak some contracts to, to keep some guys around and hopefully some guys want to come play for you. I, I can tell you this. Guys are not running up to go play with Derek Carr and, and mm -hmm. for the Saints, you know, because they, they want to – guys nowadays, they want to contend. If they don't have the money – 
they want to go get the money. And if they don't have the ring, they want to go get the ring. And I don't think the Saints offer either one at this moment. And they're acting as a team that really has a chance. Like when we have Brady here, we actually had guys wanting to come play for us. Because you know, once Brady's on your team, you're you're going to nine times out of ten make the playoffs. And you're playing for contingentship in a Super Bowl. And um, I feel like the Saints just bury they, they put all their eggs in a basket, but the wrong way. I mean, the paper on paper, it might look look good, but <clears throat> I don't feel like they're setting up themselves for the future. So they'll be in a hole and digging a hole and digging a hole throughout these years. You got the Jameis Winston saga going on still there. It's just a tough battle. And I'm just glad that we have the guys upstairs that works the contracts and do the due diligence to keep us with great numbers to sign good guys with with um, good character guys for the right price. I, I couldn't agree with you more on behalf of Saints Bucks Talk Hunch. Joining us now, looks like we're getting our other co-host, Stunna, in the building. Stunna, we're about to talk schedule release here. Haven't really dipped our toes into it yet. How the hell are you doing, brother? I'm great. How you gentlemen doing on this fine evening? What's going on? Huncho and I are doing great. We've just been chit-chatting a bit. And speaking of schedule release, just to talk about it briefly, schedule release videos kind of becoming a hot thing over the course of the past couple of years. I think the Bucks didn't have too great of one personally. I could see what they were trying to do with their AI stuff and whatnot, you know, all the modern day pizzazz and whatnot but i think the bucks dropped the ball on schedule release video huncho what say you with our schedule release I, it, it kind of had me i i was expecting more because usually our uh video department and editing team when it comes to those things we are very unique and and they have been i don't know if somebody got replaced but the whole vibe and i i understand they were trying to the creamsicles meet the new pirate and it, it wasn't quite kind of hitting home for me. It didn't hit home for me. Some people liked it, but I didn't find it comical. I didn't find the way it was sketchy. And then as you go around and you look at other teams and how they presented their schedule, I mean, it was some it was some great videos out there. You know what I'm saying? No not on no other. Like, it was some great ones, especially I, I want to say Philly. They did a good job on theirs. It was a couple guys. Uh, I want to say, was it the, the – I don't know. Titans, they, I enjoyed the Titans and the Chargers. Was the Titans the ones that were interviewing people and had them nicknaming all the teams where they were asking what team represented? They would say say different names for the teams they wouldn't know. I believe it was either the Colts or the, or the Titans. I, I, it was one of those, but it was the a Colts when they were eating. The, the Titans was when they were uh, doing like asking people questions and yeah. that sort of stuff. That was interesting, and you know, some of them kind of stuck, uh, stuck around. But yeah, it was more, you know, it was unique, and you know, they thought outside the box. I think we went too much outside the box, and it kind of didn't stand out. And um, I think we need to get back to what we were used to and being up to date, you know. And JC says tones hates looking at the camera. Kind of true, JC. But no, the real thing is this: I'm trying to keep the comments up on the show. I'm trying to get any news i'm trying to keep posting the links on different places and whatnot so obviously i don't have the <laughs> task and fulfillment of a producer well, but i want to see your eyes he want to see you looking to the <laughs> camera jc want to see these eyes i'm guessing huh and he says drop the link not sure if he meant the 
link to what to join or what but i did just in case uh as we'll be here chit-chatting about the buccaneers for about a half hour more or so brian cook joining the show b rabbit says tones and as he says tones tones will hand it off to stunna stunna what say you if you were able to see your schedule release video did you enjoy it or did you kind of kick it to the curb and say yeah I just wanted to know who we're playing. Actually, J.C. Allen's Twitter post gave me more intel. And, you know, I'm just uh, really curious to see if we can rebound from last season's disappointments. J.C. Allen's got jokes now <laughs> saying, fight for me and I will hold your oaths fulfilled. What say you? What I think of every time Tone says, what say you? You know, <laughs> J.C., I think you're trying to challenge me to a steel cage match soon or uh, – Something along those lines. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're Madden, Madden tournament, Madden tournament, Madden tournament. Huh? I don't know if he wants that Madden smoke, baby. I used to way back in the day. I'm talking way back in the day when I was in high school. I was once ranked in the top 100 Madden players in online play. So uh, that was a pretty cool time to be alive. The Madden online got goofy and EA Sports did a bunch of crazy stuff to ruin that type of thing. But. Jeremy says Titan's schedule release was one of his favorites. I think they were pretty good as well, Jeremy. The Neil joins us on YouTube. Neil says, what it do? What it do, Neil? How you? How the hell are you, brother? What's going on, Neil? Glad to have you on the show. We're watching. All right, guys. So I want to talk about this next. Schedule release video. And that was a little salt and pepperish, whatever. Ticket prices seem to be down this year. Well, they don't seem to be down. They are down early. Let me pull up the numbers from Greg Allman over at The Athletic. We love getting a lot of our news from them if we're not getting it. Or I'm sorry, he's Fox Sports now. I misspoke. Greg Allman from Fox Sports. We love getting our news from him if we're not getting it from J.C. Allen and Pewter Report themselves. But Greg Allman tweeted this a day ago, and guys, keep in mind, when Huncho, Stunna, myself, Cody G, and all of us squatted up for a game a couple years back, uh, we had to pay $330 for 300-level tickets against the Miami Dolphins. Now, I'm not complaining. We got to see Tom Brady. We got to see Gronk. We got to see Antonio Brown. We got to see a bunch of legends on the field, right? right. So um, you could understand why the ticket prices were like that. And it kind of felt like a really fanfarish event, Hunch and Stunna. It felt like a thing where football fans are kind of coming to Bucks games, not generally just Bucks fans, but like right. what you would kind of expect at a Cowboys game or a Vegas Raiders game more so, where, hey, I'm looking in the stands, I see a Rams jersey, I see a Panthers jersey, I see a Cowboys jersey, you know what I'm saying? Correct. And but I was, not, yeah. keep, go on, go on, Hunch. No, I was just talking about the uh, – the, the, uh, the tickets on the road because I was planning probably to go down to the New Orleans game and uh check check that game out and I'm just looking at the tickets uh in did the you 600s. see the cheapest ticket there how cheap it is yeah the, this in the 600s at the top it was fifty nine dollars at the top and um and at the club the club level you know inside you got you're paying three hundred and seventy nine dollars I understand that that's Less in the three hundreds, and then when you get right there at the level one one hundred in the plaza, they have a plaza level 
for the hundred section and it's only two hundred and nine dollars a piece a ticket that's pretty cheap right there on a to be in a plaza level it's right there on 100 it's pretty close to the field for 209 dollars each i mean that's a decent deal to go watch the saints play the bucks yeah stunner what say you i love huncho's mentality on that um go looking at the road games stunner and i are always big advocates of road support for our buccaneers it's one of those things where we fully do believe in that good nature. So before I ask you, Stunna, if any road games catch your eye, Huncho's saying the Saints, that'd be an incredible game to go to. If you live in Florida, it ain't really too far from you. Uh, Jeremy's saying my goal is to go to an away game this season. Jeremy, uh, that might not be a bad one to go to because how close it is in the tickets, as Huncho just mentioned. But yeah. listen to this. At Packers, you could get tickets for 125 That's unheard of for Lambeau Field. At Bills, just because they're good right now and it's Thursday night football, 110 whatever. Uh, but then this is where it gets crazy. At a team like the 49ers, you could get tickets for $86. Oh. At a team like the Vikings, who made the playoffs last year, home opener, you could get tickets for as low as $72. We just wow. talked about the Saints, $52. You could get tickets to see the Texans. And their second and third overall picks of this year's draft for as low as $47. You could find tickets for at Carolina and at Bryce Young for $45. Um, at the Colts, which I'm going to go to with my brother and pops, is, um, my brother's a Colts fan. Anthony Richardson, the kid has so much talent. You could get Bucks at Colts tickets for $44. And then at Falcons, which is – only a five-hour, six-hour or so drive from a lot of Floridians. Stunna yeah. and I were going to go there last year. Stunna goes there often. Only $43. So, Stunna, Huncho is the Saints on his mind. I have Indianapolis on my mind. Jeremy is Minnesota, Buffalo, or Green Bay on his mind. Are, are any road games catching your eyes, Stunna? Are you going to try getting back to Atlanta, or are you going to punt this year, save some money? and hit the roads next year? Or does any other location catch your eye, like Huncho's New Orleans or my Indianapolis? Well, Atlanta always got my heart because I love the women in Atlanta. But at Tennessee really is intriguing. And then we play at Carolina in December. So that's always good because during the holiday, you get vacation time and maybe get up there to Carolina. Carolina wouldn't be a bad one. We are home against uh, Tennessee, though, I believe, Stunna. I think our south road games are Indianapolis and uh, Houston. Yep. Huncho, um, would you like to get to Atlanta? Houston wouldn't be bad, but I don't want to drive that I-10. I want to try to keep it going straight up 75 or 95. So, Stunna, you said uh, Atlanta or who, or are you just signing Atlanta? The Texans. And the Texans, uh, Carolina, no Carolina, December, Carolina, because Carolina is 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 is, is after uh, like New Year's and shit, and so that's right. Uh, sorry, my language. So that's right. Um, that's right when the holiday season is, and, and getting off won't be a problem. Brian, who's watching us, Brian. For those of you unfamiliar, he's my buddy from uh, the radio show I do. He's good friends with those guys, Mac McGee. In the uh, Braves Country HD, that's where I announce some baseball games. I'm on there every Monday and Wednesday. Brian's good buddies with them. So cool that he's supporting us over here. He lives in the Jacksonville area like a lot of those uh, Braves Country folks. 
So he's a Bengals fan, and lucky for him, Bengals are in Jaguars this year. So um, pretty cool for him. That That's like when the Bucks play the Bears for me, right? Uh, you guys are unfamiliar with this because you guys are Bucks fans and both live in the area. But guys, when your favorite team plays the team that you live by, man, it is a real good feeling. But you guys want to know it because you guys uh, don't have to deal with that sort of stuff. So we'll talk about the home games here quick. Uh, any home games catch your guys' eyes? Stun, I know you're a season ticket holder. Huncho, any of the home games catching your eyes this year? Uh, For the home games, I'm looking for probably maybe uh, the one that I want to see is uh when, when we go creamsicle, I'm hearing about maybe Detroit. Uh, Some guys threw that out there. Uh, so if we do choose to uh, go with the cream circles, I'm definitely eyeing Detroit because I definitely want to be at that game and see those those jerseys, those throwbacks. But but the, whatever game that they 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 rocking those um, cream circles, I definitely want to attend that game, and that's the one I'm going to have my eye on. I can't wait till they release that game. We got some breaking news from Canada. Our number one Canadian viewer of the show mike d joins us and says good evening i'm going to buck season opener seven hour car ride to mini guys th that means we're gonna win uh we we have canada support in minnesota week that's one guys. i don't think we're gonna lose that's great yeah that's gonna be an awesome game it's gonna be an awesome game i don't feel like the vikings defense is 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 there yet to and they lost some key pieces so I think we will we we can give them a run for their money and it's gonna be a good uh just a measuring stick to see what we can do against a subpar defense and uh offense, you know, depending if they keep uh Dalvin Cook or what they figure out what they're gonna do with him. Uh they can take a step back on offense also. You got Justin Jefferson there, but I like our chances with Carlton Davis locked up on him. And um, you know, uh see what, what we can do there. I, I like the Minnesota game, it's gonna be intriguing. I hope uh, – and, and Mike's got a week one score prediction, 24 to 10. Fellas, we're going to save ours for the pregame pod. And, right. uh, you know, speaking of pregame pod, guys, I think uh, we might have a little something up our sleeves in terms of pregame or postgame, but we'll get into that on a later date. Um, Jeremy says Eagles, Titans, Lions are the three games he plans on going to. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, Jeremy, I'm going to the Titans game, too, brother. We could link up there, my man. Anyone else? Stunna, I know you will be. Honcho, you should try and get tickets there as well. Titans game? It sounds like a plan. I mean, I, I mean, whatever home game that you guys de decide to come down, we can we can go back and forth about it. And I, nine times out of ten, I'll be able to join you guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, that would be great. When we look into tickets, uh, we'll maybe try and get a whole plethora of him. Jeremy says, now we talk, and, and he's down. So we have that there. And Mike asked how many creamsicle games this year. I'm going to go out on a limb and say one. We'll get Huncho and Stunna's opinion as well. But I say one because, guys, I remember when we brought back creamsicles in the mid-2000s, we were using it as our specialty game, and we only had it once a year and now that we also have pewter in the repertoire which i know we'll probably only wear once or twice as well i don't really see us wearing more than uh creamsicles once this year what say you we'll start with stunna then we'll go to hunch 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think once because uh, the Blazers aren't really fans. And as far as home games, I'm I'm just not looking forward to the up north teams because they always bring their fans. They think it's a vacation coming to Florida, and they always flood our stadiums. So those are the games I'm not looking forward to. Hancho, what say you? Uh, I believe. I mean, I, are we are we um putting Brady in the Ring of Honor this year? Uh, with uh, Patriots are honoring him this year, so I I say why wouldn't we? I know he's gotten a couple years away from New England, but why the hell not? Especially with how fast we put Bruce in, I, in my opinion. And and that and that game when they announced that, if whoever they put in Ring of Honor, I believe that will be the game that we bring out the cream sickles that game and you know play and that and brady also wanted to uh, actually play in the cream sickle so that'll be a nice little gesture for us to play and those if we put him in the ring of honor you know to show some respect because i know he hasn't got a chance to even play in them jeremy says he would love to meet us fellas i think it'd be really fun hanging with j-lo as well that's what we mm-hmm. call yeah i'm definitely down to hang out every time we link up is a is every time we link up it's a ball Super Bowl year, oh my gosh, we had so much fun that Super Bowl year. We did a lot of hanging out, man. So, yeah, every time Cody G, he comes down and hit me up, we hang out a little bit. Um, uh, Of course, I done met Stunner a few times and Tones. Every time we link up, uh, we have a blast. I met Tones. uh, That was your father, right? Your father, Tones? You met my dad before as well. Yeah, your dad and your brother. I mean, everybody that you brought with you were super cool. We walked to the stadium. I mean, it was super cool. Tones, you have a great family and great support, man. And I, uh, I, I had an awesome time with you guys. It's always a good time, brother. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just always down for fun. We're always down to uh, see what the heck happens. So um, we're here on the Bucketeers here, and uh, it's just enjoyable. We're like family here, you know what I'm saying? We really do build a bond man there's been several times i've been down there and uh you know whether it's huncho stunner whoever things uh escalate quickly uh yeah. as, pop, as pops chimes in and he says you're a smart guy huncho he, he compliments you appreciate it man i appreciate it y'all were very very uh opening y'all had open arms and y'all y'all you guys fed me good gave me some drinks man i appreciate everything i was ready to go to the game after that man you know how we do all the time, Hunch. And uh, Stunna, you know, I know you do pregame pretty good too, Stunna. And uh, real quick, you, you're getting your season tickets back, or I'm, I'm sure you got them already, right, Stunna? Yes, of course. It's uh, they're they're they, they're renewed like two years out right now. Hey, that that must be a beautiful thing, brother. So uh, let's get to some home games then. What are the two home games you're most amped for, Huncho? If you could look up and down the schedule, not that you might attend, not ticket price reasoning, but if you could pick two home games that really get you going this year, who would you pick? Uh, The games that really excite me is uh, week three when we bring in the Eagles game. I mean, I feel like that's going to be a great measuring stick uh, to see where we're at. Um, with a team that just went to the Super Bowl and contended for a title. You got Justin. Um, I mean, you got uh, – <clears throat> I'm sorry about that. You got Jalen Hurts. He's a mobile QB. I want to see how we can – how we play against him. I mean, you got to – it's going to be a test for the offense, you know, because you got – that defense just went to a whole another love, level 
you they added you got Jalen Carter, you got Nolan Smith, you got Kelsey Ringo, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Darius Slade. They even added Greedy Williams and one of our old uh, safeties, Justin Williams is. I mean, Justin Evans is over there, and they also got Hassan Reddick. So I mean, it's going to be a test for that offense. And um, they added also to the running game when you know. So um, I, I look forward to that game being a, a, a very exciting game to test. I hope we don't get blowed out or nothing like that. I just feel like it's going to be a high, very high state game, man. And, and, and we can find out if we, what we can do if we can t contend with those guys. And I also um, <clears throat> was looking at the Falcons game in uh, week seven. You got a Falcons game. We played them down here week seven. We got Desmond Ritter. We're going to see what he's going to do his second year. You know, um, they added Bijan Robertson on their offense. So you got Drake London, Kyle Pitts. You know, they added Scotty Miller, Cordell Patterson. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be um, a test for our offense to see if we can contain them. And uh, for the defense, they added uh, Kalias Campbell, Jeff Okuda, mm -hmm. Jesse Bates. You know, they got Eddie Goldman. Uh, Bud Dupree, and you know what I'm saying they all they they kept um Grady Jarrett. You got AJ Terrell, and also Trey Flowers. You understand what I'm saying? Those are some some pretty decent names to test our offense again in Week Seven to see what we can really do um with this. I want to say Baker Mayfield or Caltrass led team, and um those two games stick out to me, and I think at home they those two games are going to be exciting and uh, well worth to uh to watch. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And before we get Stunna's opinion on two home games he's amps for, just a rundown of the home game prices according to Greg Allman. Keep in mind, cheapest ticket a couple years ago for Bucks against a Jacoby <laughs> Brissett-led Dolphins team look at Mike. was around $300. As Mike says, Huncho, how do your Seahawks look this year? Man, Mike, you're not doing that, Mike. We ain't doing that, Mike, because you already know I'm a Bucks fan through and through. And I and I called it. I said Gino was having a fantastic year. And as you can see, he won comeback player of the year. I, I get but and, and I'm I feel awesome because we got their offensive, we got their QB coaches now, our offensive coordinator. So now my Tampa Bay Seahawks, I look forward to see them doing much better this year. And it's funny you mentioned that. We'll talk about a Seahawk we did bring in to try and help continuity in this offense, a former Seahawks receiver here in a bit. Um, but, yes, uh, Huncho Foley, a Bucks fan. Stunna, you're a season ticket guy. We'll ask you this question in a bit. But uh, Greg Allman says Bucks home game prices. And keep in mind, cheapest ticket in the 2021 year on a Dolphins-led Jacoby Brissett team was about $300, $315 for wow. the cheapest seat in the house. And now – Here's how it looks. Monday night football against the Eagles. Cheapest seat in the house, $150. That is cheap. Bears, $80. Because, you know, people like Eagles and Bears fans are already driving up those prices. Bunch of jackasses. But uh, what can you do? But, um, yeah, uh, Eagles, $150. Bears, $80. Lions, $73. Saints, $49. Jags, $44. Titans, $43. You could see Huncho's Falcon, not Huncho's Falcons, but Huncho's highlighted game, Falcons Bucks for $41. Panthers at Bucks as low as $34. Stunna, first question, did they lower season ticket pricing 
And now without Tom Brady, Pops wants to know via text. And what two home games are you most amped for this season? Um, I mean, you just read off the, the prices, so you know that they're lower. And then, um, so you I'm did not get a discount then? Yeah, my brother pays for it. I don't really get that stuff. Um, so I can't really comment. You know what I mean? Right. But um, the uh, the games I'm looking forward to is Atlanta and Carolina because they don't travel well. And I'm not looking forward to any team from up north because they're going to try to pack our stadium with their, with their a-hole fans. Right. Philly's definitely going to bring a, a lot of fans with them. That's yeah, my or, or fans that are already moved into our area and won't give up their up north allegiances. Right. And, uh, you know, that I'm going to try and get down to that Philly game this year. So uh, we'll see. Pops and I have talked about it. We went to Monday night football. Um, and, yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. I think uh, Philly against us will be a tough test on a Monday. But we are here on the Bucketeers talking all things Bucks, Bucks Roundtable, Stunna Huncho, and Tampa Tones here. You can keep up with us on Twitter at Bucketeers, Instagram Bucketeers Pod, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcast, Bucketeers Podcast. We got a couple more things to discuss before we get out of here. Jeremy says he sees three to four losses on our schedule. Some might say wishful thinking. Some might be on his ship. Huncho, what do you say about that? Um, far as uh, the wins and the losses, man, I, I feel like the way that they set up our schedule, I don't feel like we have the easiest schedule, the way that they planned it out. And um, I think we're going to start off probably a little rocky. I mean, it's going to be – it depends on how we come out preseason and who's the starting quarterback. But, I mean, I, I – me personally, I was being honest, and I seen us probably winning from anywhere from seven to nine games. You know, if anything more than that would be awesome. But right now, that's where I'm stuck at seven, seven to nine games uh, for us to win. What say you, Stunna? What a really early prediction on wins or losses, or do you not feel comfortable given anything yet? I mean, we went eight and ten with Brady last year. We kind of wasted this last season in the NFL. I'm gonna. I really need to wait and see because I want to see if Bowles was the issue or Leftwich was. So until I can make that determination, I don't really know how well we're due. But I'll, I'd say that it's not very positive. Um, but I hope that we can at least match last year's record of eight wins. And remember as well, or friendly reminder, everybody, if you haven't already, make sure you congratulate or tip your cap to Todd Bowles, who has graduated from college this year, and he really did it to make his mom proud. He lost his mom in 09, I believe, so a little bit ago now. And on Mother's Day, what a dream for his mom come true. Todd Bowles graduates from college. Pretty incredible stuff there, fellas. I've always been a big Todd Bowles fan. I really wanted him to be our head coach. I'm just really disappointed in the season we have. As the Godfather tunes in on Facebook, James Rubright, how we doing, Godfather? Thanks for joining us per usual. Fellas, let's get to this next. I want to ask you this. Um, Huncho, we'll start with you here. The Buccaneers are obviously on the road a good amount. And make this one quick because – we do have rookie talk. 
and veteran signing talk. Two road games that make you most nervous. Uh, I went. I really had. I was trying to just single down two. Uh, come down with two, but I actually had came up with three. It's the Saints game week four. Then we have the Bills on week eight. It's a night game, and we play in um Buffalo. So that's gonna be a, a test, and it's kind of having me nervous. And of course, you got the 49ers week eleven. It's gonna be a one p.m. game, and um I think that the Forty Niners, it's gonna be a tough battle with that one also. Stunna, your three most nerve-wracking, or two most nerve-wracking, however many nerve-wracking road games you got for us. What say you? Um, are we playing at Washington? We are, are we only- we are, um, we're not at Washington this year, I don't believe. Okay, so um, definitely. Here's for- our road games real quick, just to remind every anyone that's watching as well, because we hit the road nine times this year, so a pretty good amount. We're at Minnesota, at New Orleans, um, at Buffalo, at Houston, at San Fran, at Indianapolis, at Atlanta, at Green Bay, and at Carolina. Uh, traditionally, I'd say at Green Bay and at 49ers, always a bad road trip. At Buffalo on Thursday is is pretty much setting us up for failure. And at New Orleans is always a nightmare. And my two quick, obviously, at Buffalo, Thursday night football, coming off a short week's rest against a division rival Atlanta. That can't be too easy, especially with Halloween right around the corner. Just a lot of interesting stuff there. Then, yeah, I think the back-to-back at, at San Fran, at Indianapolis, that's a tough two-week stretch. Um, right. Back-to-back road games in the National Football League are tough as it is. But then you got to travel to San Fran, back to Tampa, to Indy, and back to Tampa. That's not too easy. So um, We pretty much got the same. We, we circled pretty much some of the same games. Exactly. I think we're in agreement. Stun is pretty much in agreement on that as well. Fellas, we had rookie minicamp or some rookie practices this past weekend. UDFAs, veteran tryouts, um, obviously all of our draft picks. Did anyone catch your guys' eyes at the rookie weekend we just had? I'll tell you what. I'll start with mine here. Yaya Diaby, he caught my eyes, man. This guy is big. He's here to take your lunch money. Mm -hmm. He ain't here to make friends. And to me, he's going to bully a lot of offensive linemen and tight ends as soon as 2023 on that football field. Kid was incredible at Louisville. He was jacked at Louisville. And I think he's going to bring some great third-round success continuity to Jason Light's resume. Yes, I agree 100% with you. I'm, I'm ready to see Yaya Diaby and see what he can bring. He's going to play outside, or is he playing more so inside? He's going to play outside. Um, he's going to be running after the quarterback. Yeah, I can see that. With That'll be a great fit with, with him because I want to see him over there with Anthony Nelson. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I know Shaq might miss a couple games probably, but, um, yes, I'd like to see him come in with just and flourish with him and Shaq and um, see what they can do, see what they can do. Uh, and, uh, of course, we got JTS, but I just feel like, yeah, 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 Diaby is going to be something special. Uh, my rookie personal standout in minicamp was Josh Hayes, the cornerback. You know, um, he's uh, they talked about it. He came and did his presser and they say he's been doing some things at nickels. He at nickel at the nickel position. 
And that's great because then if he excels, you can move Antoine Winfield back to his free safety position. You know, Hayes is uh, six foot, 190 pounds. He's not afraid to tackle and come up and make some plays in the um at the line of scrimmage. Also, Hayes, <clears throat> he has a 4-4 speed, you know what I'm saying? And that's 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 pretty good in the NFL. So you got the length to cover also, and he can turn into a steal in the sixth round, you know? He has special motivation to uh add to his uh why he's doing it, because you know, as you know, his 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 late uncle, Gino. Hayes played for us and um he was a former player and um yeah so I I mean he I want to see what he can honestly do at nickel and he seems like he's a very smart young savvy guy and um that's who really caught my eyes and if he can solidify that nickel position with which Sean Murphy Button wasn't able to do if he can come in and solidify that and you move Antoine back to his position he can make plays he's a great safety and I love when he's out there covering so I'm ready to see what Josh Hayes actually brings to this team. As the Godfather comments, he's quick and anxious. Yeah, a lot of these good rookies for us seem to be anxious to get on the field. They seem to be quick out there. I think that that's dead-on analysis right there. We got Hayes. We got Diaby. Stunna, who you going with? Because I know in your mock, you mock both Diaby and Payne Durham to us. Are you going with either of those guys as your favorite rookie? Or are you going with the UDFA, or where the hell are you headed? Or your your rookie most likely that caught your eye this past rookie camp? Not your favorite, but one that caught your eye. Well, you guys and the Bucketeers know I've been clamoring for a top end for a while, and so I, I want I really want to see the new eighty seven perform for us and see if he can uh, lock down that tight end one role. You think Payne Durham will bring the pain? I mean. This guy looks mean. He looks angry. He looks nasty. Absolutely, I think he will. I think I personally think that uh, Payne Durham. I think he's going to be a red zone target, big guy. I think he's going to be a beast when he get down. When we get down there in that red zone, and he could pick up like somewhat what Cam Bray did down there, you know. And, and I think he's going to excel more so in the red zone. Very, he has speed to stretch the field, but I would like to see a lot of him. He runs good good routes. I like to see him in the, um, the red zone, man. Pick up. Hopefully, he can play like the last eighty-seven we had. And we have a. And he said he did choose his number of eighty-seven in part because of Gronk and how he yeah, idolized Gronk and how he tried to master his game behind Gronk. And guys, our youth movement at the tight end position has been pretty incredible. Kadon and Coquiefe, and now Payne Durham, and now we have a couple good tight ends as well as UDFA's Ryan Miller and T-squared from Illinois State. Two more good tight end options. So the Bucks are trying the youth movement at tight end after having years of Cam Brate, O.J. Howard, and Tanner Hudson before last year. Uh, we're really going younger from going older to going younger. And Cleveland Me says Bucks O-line key to success this year if they block well this offense rolls. So, I'm guessing Cody Mock, the rookie offensive lineman, caught his eye this uh, past weekend at rookie men in camp. He looks like a Coquiefe-Ryan Jensen combination, missing a couple teeth. He looks like a great player for Jason Light's system, as Jason Light loves those type of nitty and gritty type players, fellas. We all know that. Is Andrew Hernandez. Hernimal is joining us on Facebook. We appreciate 
your support, my long lost friend. Good to see you there. And Je- Cleva me says, big Cody going to play well. So yeah. And he's your favorite number. Joey's number 69. To, uh, to that nasty. One of my favorite numbers too, Joe. And, um, Jeremy says, I like Yaya and Payne Durham. So more Yaya and Payne Durham love. And uh, we'll get to the veteran signings here in a second. We'll shift focus to another veteran here quick as we have a comment about him. As Tampa's realtor, David Farrar, is joining us as well. So a lot of good support for the Bucketeers right now. I'm worried about Luke if he starts. Um, that's proper cause for concern, but I will say this. He looked a lot better at college at right guard. That's his more natural position. And in week 18 against Atlanta, he played some right guard. He looked pretty good. Not only that, Tristan Wirfs will be on the left side. So um, he won't need help at all on the left side, right? Then you have Jensen at center. Jensen Mm -hmm. will be willing to uh, help the right side. Right. Um, so you're going to get a little more help shifted towards the right yeah. side of the line. So, uh, Hunter, what say you about Luke Odecki? Oh, Godecki, uh, um, from my understanding, he'll be playing right tackle. And um, they're going to put Munch at right guard. So if he – and they said he's been looking phenomenal at the right tackle as of late. So, I, you know, some guys have a problem transitioning, and they, they put him in a spot, you know, to test him out. And due to the injuries last year, you had to really – you know, had to put some guys in some places that they probably weren't comfortable and familiar with. So I look for him at right tackle to make a leap better than he did last year, natural position that he used to play in. And, um, I mean, if anything goes wrong, I know we have a lot of offensive guys on that line that can step up, but I'm looking forward to see what he can do on a right tackle position. And as Jeremy says, hit that like button. Yeah, if you are watching the Bucketeers right now, especially on YouTube, but on Facebook too, hit the like button, subscribe, and turn the notification bell on. Therefore, you will get notifications every new episode, every new show. You could talk with the show and whatnot. Cleva Me says um, he can play next to Jensen. Well, he'll be a tackle, but at least Jensen will be – well, Cody Mock will be a guard if you are referring to him, but – That'll be Jensen's job to help the younger guys mock and go ducky on the right side because we're going to have two veterans and worse and feels from uh, the Chargers joining us. So uh, he'll man down left guard, uh, worse will man down left tackle, and then Jensen at center can help the Cody mock and go ducky of the world. Stunna, real quick, your thoughts before we get to our veterans and then uh, our walk-offs. Um, what say you on Luke Odecki playing right tackle? Are you at Huncho and I? thinking that he'll be pretty solid off out there with a little help of Orion Jensen and Cody Mock? Or do you think Odecki, like Cleveland, me suggest, might have his troubles out there to start this season? I think he played guard because of injury. So that is that has intent. I don't know if he can handle tackling the NFL with a lack of wingspan. But I'm rooting for the young man. I want to see him do well. Couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I think everyone's rooting for him uh, for more sakes than one. Player. But, um, you know, veterans are supposed to help bolster this offensive line. So we'll see if we can with a couple of the guys he brought in and re-signed. And then uh, rookies could make an impact too. So we'll see if Cody Mock could help shore up some of Luke Godecki's 
uh, right tackle flaws you might have out there. But speaking of veterans and familiarity, the Bucks brought in two veterans in the past couple of days, one on offense, one on defense. We brought in wide receiver David Moore, former Seahawks wide receiver in Canales and Isaac system over there, so brings familiarity. He's only 28 years old, was a 2017 seventh-round pick for Seattle. He had a breakout year in 2018 with 26 catches for 445 yards, five touchdowns. Overall in Seattle in his couple of years there, he had 78 catches, 1,163 yards, 13 touchdowns, and they also used him a bit as a running back with 12 rush attempts for 91 yards over the course of those seasons. And as a punt returner, he had 25 punt returns, fellas. Do you think we could get any depth out of David Moore this year at wide receiver? Huncho, what say you? We'll start with you. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a battle because we, we have a pretty deep uh, wide receiver room. So he's going to have to battle. He's gonna have to battle, and I don't see him making the uh, the starting roster, but maybe he can he can uh, make the practice squad, and if need be, he can be come in if somebody gets hurt and step in and fill in the position. Because we have a lot of guys. We still have uh guys, proven guys from last year. Kalen, uh, you got Geiger. Our uh, guy Geiger. Yeah, we had the kick return guy. Um, Tompkins. Tompkins, you have him, and with Gage and a couple other guys, you got Kurt one uh Kurt Warnerson. I mean, it's, it's, it's a few guys he's going to have to compete with. But, you know, the more the merrier because we know how the wide receiver position tends to act. And with Mike and uh, Chris, Mike tends to get help, hurt often in the uh, season. And if he can come in and, and product, give some production to the wide receiver team, I mean, room, then I'm all for it. Training camp is going to uh, show a lot of who's going to be here and who's not. Stana, what say you? David Moore, he's got anything left in the tank? Yeah, we never had a great punt return team. Um, you know, whatever we can get from, get from. I'm more intrigued to see what Russell Gage brings to the table. Oh, I forgot Trey Palmer. My bad. Trey Palmer also. Yes, Trey Palmer, the rookie from Nebraska, former college football champ with Joe Burrow at LSU. And, uh, yeah, we'll see how we utilize DJ or um, David Moore, Stunna, maybe punt returner, maybe a little bit in the backfield. We'll see. Uh, Palmer could be a returner as well. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think Palmer might be the return guy personally. Um, but that might open up a spot for David Moore on the fifth spot of the depth chart. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Going to be a good, fun battle with Geiger and those guys. So uh, we'll see. Cade Warner, Ryan Miller, uh, you know, Tay Barber, the kid from TCU. A lot of good UDFA blood in that building. Speaking of UDFA, he was one in 2022 when he signed with the Buffalo Bills. The Buccaneers signed veteran defensive tackle C.J. Brewer. Brewer is 6'2", 290 pounds, signed with the Bills 2022 as a UDFA. He spent 2022 with the Bills as he logged two tackles with them, and uh, he ranks eighth in Coastal Carolina history with 230 total tackles and fifth in history with 16 career sacks there most recently in the XFL. So good D-line depth, good D-tackle depth is C.J. Brewer. Any chance he sticks around on the active roster? We'll start with Stunna first this time. Stunna, what say you on the C.J. Brewer edition? Meaningful or just a camp body? Well, we don't really have a lot of depth at interior defensive line, so you never know, you know, how desperate we need players in there. 
So he could possibly make it. We'll see. You know, let's see what happens. And we also know injuries are part of football. So it all depends on how training camp goes. Yeah, Huncho, what say you? Right now it's looking like our D-tackle depth goes Vita Vea, Greg Gaines, D'Adrian Sinat, and C.J. Brewer. So not a lot of depth there, as some might expand a defensive end like a Greg Gaines might play some D.N., yada, yada, yada. And uh, that might put Brewer in line for more of a chance there. So Stun is right. We do lack depth there. Any chance that Brewer signing turns meaningful for the former Buffalo Bill, or do you think that he fades into darkness? Uh, I mean, Brewer, he's 6'2", 290. He went undrafted in 2022, and then he flung over there to the XFL, to the Houston Roughnecks last, you know, last year. So, uh, But when he was in the NFL, he only got a total of two tackles. You understand what I'm saying? So I think personally he's going to be a camp body. And we definitely need depth at uh, defensive tackle. I'm not expecting too much from him, and um, uh, I just want to see, you know, if he if he flourishes, he can come in and contribute. I'm all for it, but at the moment, I'm just taking it as a camp body and see hope that we could squeeze something out of uh, that pickup. I, I'm thinking um, he could be a depth body. I don't think he'll make the greatest of impacts potentially, but I do think. A guy like him, if we brought him in, he might have caught our eye in a certain way. What way? I don't know. Like, I presume probably depth, as Huncho and Stunna alludes to. His toes haven't been too wet in the NFL field yet. But um, that doesn't mean he can't be effective down the line. And uh, we could see that effectiveness as soon as this year in a depth role, maybe. He might get his chances. We didn't bring back an Akeem Hicks, and we have not brought back a Will Golston yet. We're tuning into the or turning into the final segment here on the Bucketeers. We're going to give our one big thing and walk off, followed by our last word of the program. So now it's time to bring up anything we may have not gotten to on the show yet in our last word slash or in our walk off slash one big thing before we get to our last word. So Huncho, is there anything that we haven't gotten to yet? that you want to, or uh, if not, what's your one big thing in walk-off for today's show, sir? Uh, I definitely want to say the vets. I'm not saying they're back, but uh, I know Mike Evans is back, and um, he's back in the building, and uh, I'm hearing Dave Canales. He has a exceptional burst of energy. He's all over the place, um, defensive. I mean, different offensive position groups. He's just been everywhere trying to get things together and, and – and, uh, he's just, a, I've been hearing he's a, a breath of fresh air and a, he has nice energy. And I'm also listening to the Rooks. They really seem mature and um, eager to learn and help the team. I feel like all those picks we will make the roster. To honestly, I think all the picks this year will make the roster. And um, I think they all ha- have value and they're all mature and ready for the change. It doesn't seem like n- the lights are too big for them just coming in and just evaluating them um, so far. I couldn't agree with you more. Good stuff there, Huncho. Uh, Stunna, one big thing or walk-off that we might not have gotten to yet or just that's been on your mind before we give our last words. The schedule's out. Let's see who the real Bucks fans are. Go buy your tickets. Uh, support this team. It's a Bucks life. Let's not focus on the negative. Let's go out here and support these guys. We got some great rookies coming in. Let's give them all of our, our Buck best. 
Let's go out and win some games. Growing up in the, in the cute creamsicle era, we dreamed about getting an eight-win season. We got back-to-back division titles. Let's see if we can get three division titles in a row. It'll be a Buccaneer record, and it'll definitely – or it, at least it should have this fan base very excited, although some people just will never, you know, give Bucks their due. But let's get our Bucks life hats on. Let's, let's show that we're, you know, Bucketeers and that we love our team. Go Bucks! And let's remember this as well, gentlemen. My one big thing in walk-off is this Bucketeers podcast. Catch us every Tuesday night, 645 Eastern time, 545 Central time for the remainder of the offseason. If we have to cancel or move around one, we'll let you know. And we're also going to have other fun shows that will be on additional days other than Tuesdays with special guests, insight, and so much more great stuff there. So, uh, Bucketeers, and if you need us, catch us on the replays, Spotify, Apple, Google, and YouTube, and Facebook at Bucks Life News. You could always catch the replay of the Bucketeers in any of those places. So you might not have Bucks football this summer, but you do have the good guys of the Bucketeers podcast on a huncho, Katz, Bucko, and myself, and good friends like Joe and Jeremy. And Joe says Saints 7 and 10. So my last word will be F the Saints. F the Aints. You know, um, that's my last word. And the Godfather gives his last word. And he says, Anthony, you know your Godfather. I end it with Go Bears. Hey, we'll take your support even for a Go Bears comment. But my last words are fire the damn cannons. Hunch, your last words, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, my, you can hear me? Yes, sir. Your last words or thoughts? I want to say go Bucks, uh, fire the cannons, and um, see you guys soon at training camp. Yeah, you're going to be at some, hopefully, and uh, give us some good insights there. So hopefully. Most definitely. And uh, the Godfather says he'll still root for the Bucks. Hey, we love to hear that. Ain't that right, Stunner? You know what? You got to root for us, man. We're the most underdog team in the world. Fire them cannons. Plug us in for Tuesday nights. We're here to represent the Buccaneer way. Get a life. If you don't like the Bucks, get ready to walk away. We love you guys. It's been Huncho, Stunna, and Tampa Tones for over an hour as we bring you guys the latest and greatest for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers schedule information, Buccaneers news, rookie updates, hidden gems, veterans getting signed, thoughts on the schedule, ticket pricing. We're your number one source, guys. Come hang out with us. We shoot the shit. No filters here. And we have a hell of a time. And I do it with my brothers, Huncho, Stunna, JCL, and Jeremy joining here and there. So always a good time. And on behalf of Cats, and Bucko couldn't make it tonight. We'll see you next time. It's been lovely. And as always, fire the damn cannons and be safe. Go Bucks!
game on Sunday, man. You, I know you're nervous for the Rams, but you got to be a little enthusiastic after being there. Bro, that, that game atmosphere was ridiculous. The energy, the electricity. That place was rocking anyone was there. And a lot of the, a lot of the uh, Super Bucks fans were there, too. The Tampa Tones. We are joined by Lee Goon tonight, uh, host of the Pat and Aaron Show of WDAE, uh, Pat Donovan. And it sounds like Stunna is bumbling a little bit. Going to put him on mute for a second until that gets a little clear. But we're joined by Pat It looks Donovan. like Stunna is hanging out with Cheech and Chong in a car with the windows up or something over there. <laughs> it does look like we got a little... No, my, my uh, camera's broke. <laughs> 